0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of QED. Today, we're going to do a very rapid discussion on Wirecard because we only have seven minutes left in the Zoom call. So, Wirecard, where to begin? Uh, Wirecard is is our newest case of just complete brazen corporate fraud. It's like an Enron or a WorldCom where there's just very shady accounting and the bubble finally burst on them. The WeWork of Telecom. What? The WeWork of Telecom. Well, WeWork's Dodger Financials were actually in their financial statements. Everyone knew they weren't making money. Wirecard lied and said they made money when they weren't, so it's different. (laughs) Uh, But Wirecard is basically like one of these things that it's like a PayPal where it does credit card processing. It does a lot of the back-end work there. And the fraud came, and they've been supposedly rapidly expanding, but most of the expansions were just kind of not there. Like, straight up, when this fraud news broke, they said, we're missing $1.6 billion of money. I mean, like, that's how brazen it was. They just were missing $1.6 billion. Never existed. Only existed on the balance sheet. So the fraud actually was caught by the Financial Times. Uh, there were red flags out there. And a lot of short sellers kind of had kinda thought that their finances were dodgy, so they bet against the company. But first, their audit came back clean from this auditor called uh, EY. And second, Germany straight up banned short selling their stocks because they felt that it was a panic and just completely hurting their company I mean that's not what should happen EY should have caught this fraud and you don't ban short selling that's a distortion of the free market instead you figure out why people are short selling but like for the but to imagine the scale of this Wirecard was on the German DAX 30 which is their equivalent of our Dow Jones imagine if uh, Let's say General Electric just announced that their entire business did not exist. That's why this has been such big news. Uh, and the Financial Times did excellent journalism on this. And basically, the fraud was just done by inflating uh, inflating the amounts that were held in the offshore subsidiaries and affiliates. It was really basic fraud. The auditor should have caught this, but didn't. So what are y'all's thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just imagine like the, the auditors reading the Financial Times and they're like, oh, we, we were looking for the super complex fraud. We didn't think to look for the the simple, easy fraud. That one slipped by. That's our bad, guys.
2: I can just imagine that, you know, oh, well, you see, you know, we checked all the possible fraud sources, you know. We looked at Form FG7 to see if it included a referral to a Form FA and then if Form FA had the proper, had the proper extension on it but they did have the proper extension, which meant that we had to... Uh, did, uh, did you notice uh, this part here where they uh, made more money than the combined GDP of the entire planet?
1: We did, look, we took Control-F for fraud on all of their documents. We, nothing showed up.
0: <laughs> I mean, that is actually the level of investigation that they did. They never called it... They basically never called a bank in Singapore to check whether the money existed. And that's, you should call people, you should call third parties and make sure it all checks out at least a bit. And also, super quick correction 1.9 billion euros, not 1.6. Oops. Um, so, what
2: finally broke that, the fraud I was. I assume that Sam is overvaluing the uh, amount of money because he himself plans to uh, do something with it later. <coughs>
0: So, what finally broke the audit was that uh, I believe investors just rioted, and in the end, they hired a different auditor, KPMG, to do a special audit. And uh, I believe it was Wirecard that actually uh, uh, hired that auditor, probably expecting them to do a terrible job again, but did not work out.
1: didn't work out because they did the bare minimum for an investigation found i I can't i can't imagine it was that difficult to find one that nearly two billion euros had gone missing
0: it really wasn't
1: How, how bad how bad do you have to be it's like it's like if a car salesman was just working at his job and he told his boss and his boss, his boss found out that he sold negative 30 cars. How can you be that incompetent?
2: Hey, yeah. hey boss, uh, good news. I sold the car, uh, which car? Oh, you know, the one that we uh, bought from the police auction, you know, uh, the diamond smugglers car. Yeah, I I only sold it for uh 10k cuz it was uh there was something real heavy in the glove box that uh <laughs> that made the turns real uh that made it really hard to turn. So, you know, obviously we couldn't make a lot of money off a car like that. So, you know, I just sold it for uh 10k. Oh boy, the hood, the glove box, everything was just strangely heavier than normal. Anyway, did I do a good job?
0: So, to conclude our rapid fire episode of QED, Guess what company invested in Wirecard? You're right. It's SoftBank because they just pick all of the losers.
1: I was going to guess Yahoo.
0: Equifax. <laughs> they're, 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 they're so bad. At this point, inversing SoftBank and holding that position would probably make a ton of money.
1: I'd also like to apologize to the auditors out there because I think they'll probably, I just don't want them uh, inve- strongly investigating my financials when I get older. So, you know, like just a quick apology, you guys. Uh, uh, actually, no, I'll just say that I'm Sanjay. I've been Sanjay. This has been a great episode of the QED podcast. Thank you guys for.